We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. into part two of our show and that is going to be we're going to do sort of a state of recruiting look at where the Notre Dame program is right now and we're going to talk about defensive recruiting because I was having a I've had several conversations with people obviously things are not going great with defensive recruiting right now and the concern is that this has been the side of the ball that has really carried the team for a while and so I want to kind of have an honest talk about where Notre Dame is right now with their program when it comes to defensive recruiting where they are, where they're coming from, and then what needs to do, what needs to happen for this team to get better. So let's look a little bit about about where Notre Dame is right now. When you look at really the last two classes plus the one that they're working on now, 2024. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, 
Access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We're going to start up front because this is a very interesting conversation. When you look at the defensive line recruiting, it's kind of fascinating because there's a lot to be frustrated about. We've talked about this, the Justin Scott situation, some other losses, losing Jason Moore, a player that you were the leader for, for, for some time. There were a lot of things that you looked at and said, man, you gotta, you gotta win that battle. But that that's one way to look at recruiting. And that's one way to evaluate your coaches. And in that regard, uh, coach Washington has to start winning some of those battles. If you then, take yourself away from that part of the conversation, which is, Hey, you got to do better here. And you simply look at what the talent acquisition has been. You see a little bit of a different story in, in my aunt, And when you look at it and you look at what Notre Dame has been able to add the last couple of seasons on the defensive line, going back to 2022, I would argue that Notre Dame came up probably a player short. I think they would like would have liked a fourth defensive lineman in that class. But when you look at what they got, got some pretty good football players. Aiden Gobira finished that season as a top 100 player, according to rivals. He finished that year as the number 84 player in the country, according to rivals. Tyson Ford, during his tenure at Notre Dame, finished the season as a, as an, a, a number 51 overall player in the country on rivals and ranked number 98 on the on-three composite ranking. Brought in Dynamon Heinisch. He's more of a program guy, you know, a lot like his brother, a little more talented version of his brother. Not a highly ranked guy, but a guy that you look at and say, that kid's got some ability. He's going to be able to help this football team, whether it's as a rotation guy or an underachieving um, starter that under, excuse me, underrated starter, excuse me, uh, that overachieves based on what you, his perception is based on his recruiting rankings. Then you look at the 2022 class, and excuse me, the 2023 class. And I've said this before. If you look at the Notre Dame 2023 class and you focus on what they lost, it's a lot to be frustrated about, guys that they've lost. But then I've said this again, I'll say, and I'll say it again now. You have to be willing to have two conversations when it comes to the future of a position. And the two conversations have to be a combination of what you lost and how you need to get better at those type of players. And then you need to be able to have a conversation about what you have and what you landed. And when you look at last year's class, you have eight, but Brendan Vernon finished his career ranked number 66th overall, according to rivals.com. You have Bubakar Traore, who is a consensus four-star recruit, uh, finished his career uh, with, despite missing a, a chunk of his senior season, finished his ranked as high as number 142 by 247, and again, ranks number 208 on the composite list or consensus list on on three. Devin Houston, consensus, excuse me, on the on three consensus, uh, top 250 player. ESPN ranks him as the number 164 player in the country. Consensus four-star recruit. And then you have Armel Mookum, who 247 Sports ranks as the number 191 player in the country. 
that's pretty good. Armel Mukum is your fourth lowest ranked player. You fast forward to this year, and you you look at some of the you know, the, the the players they have in the class and say, you know, you lose Justin Scott, you lose this you lose this player over here, you lose that player over there. But then you actually look at the class and you say, you know, there's some things to be excited about with this class. I know some of them aren't from a recruiting ranking standpoint. Some of them will be, which I'll get to. But there's a lot of talent there. And I've I've made my point known about Cole Mullins, for example. He's a consensus three-star recruit. And I'm as adamant about Cole Mullins is going to be a really good player at Notre Dame as I was about Benjamin Morrison, that I was about Isaiah Foskey, that I was about Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. I, I believe he's that kind of player. You look at a guy like Bryce Young. He's ranked as the number 237 player in the country by on three. You look at Logan Thomas. He's ranked as number 101 player in the country by on three. Every single service has him at least in the top 250, and he's ranked in between 101 to 231. And he's not even close to tapping into his full potential. I'm not as high on Sean Savoyano, so that's a a conversation for another day. But then you look at 2025, and you look at Davion Dixon. Again, another top 200 player. So there are need, they need to get more wins. They have to get more wins. They have to have stop having these unforced errors. But when you also look at the foundation of what they have, there's good football players there. The question is, can they take it to the next level from a development standpoint? I would argue this. For all the issues that we have with Al Washington as a recruiter, and we have them, here's the question that I'll pose to Notre Dame fans. If you knew what kind, if you knew that Al Washington was at the very least going to be as good of a coach as Mike Elston, would you be as down on this recruiting as we are? I don't know that I would. Part of my thing is I don't know what kind of coach Al Washington is. We have to find out. I've, I said in the show we did last week, I need to see what he can do in year two without some of the issues that were going on with some of the veterans. How is he going to handle this younger roster, can he build on what we saw in the spring? I don't know the answer to that. I hope so, because there is some talent there. You know, but I hear people say, well, I don't know if Notre Dame has the talent on defense, uh, on the defensive line to go out and win. I said, well, 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 you know, a lot of solid players. I'm like, well, aren't you someone who who obsesses over recruiting rankings? You know, yeah, recruiting rankings mean a whole lot. Oh, okay. Well, wasn't wasn't Riley Mills a pretty highly ranked player coming out of high school? In 2020, and wasn't he consensus four-star player that was one, considered one of the best kids in that class? I believe that he was. Wasn't Jordan Patejo a very highly ranked player coming out of high school? I believe that he was. Riley Mills, for example, was the ranked number 141 player in the country by ESPN and number 155 by rivals. You look at J- Jordan Patejo, ranked as high as number 65 by 247 Sports, 176 by rivals, 182 by ESPN. You look at Javante Jean-Baptiste, again, a guy that didn't was a, a quality rotation player uh, for, for the Buckeyes, but you look at him as a recruit coming out of high school, if you're someone who cares about such things, Javante Jean-Baptiste was ranked as the number 127 player in the country by 247 Sports coming out of high school and was number 132 on the composite rankings. So, excuse me, 219 on the composite rankings coming out. He was number 201 on the consensus rankings from on three. That's another guy that was ranked very high coming out of high school. We talked about Gabriel Rubio coming out of high school. Gabriel Rubio is a kid who was a top 100 recruit. I know that SI 99 had him as, I think, a number 50 player in the country coming out of high school. He was ranked number 107 by rivals. 
there are a lot of guys on this roster that were ranked very high. Josh Burnham coming out of high school as part of the 2022 class was a top 100 recruit. He is one of the best athletes that Notre Dame has on their roster right now at this point in time. You know, he finished his career ranked as the number, I believe, 86, 84 player in the country, 76, 76 by 247 Sports. The lowest ranking for Josh Burnham was number 167. He's got to learn a new position. He's very talented. Junior Two Alamaca is another kid that was, uh, I believe, a borderline top 100 recruit by at least one of the recruiting services. He was ranked number, not, he, actually, he wasn't borderline. He was number 95 player in the country by ESPN. So, when you look at where they are, there's actually a lot of talent. The question is, we don't know what kind of coach Al Washington is going to be. We're going to find out this year, though. And and so I believe that if we can look at, at if he can go out and prove himself as a coach this year, I think even if the recruiting results don't change, the perception of the players they're getting does. I think if there was a perception that Al Washington could develop players that a lot of you would look at Cole Mullins a lot differently. You'd look at Logan Thomas a lot differently. You'd look at Bryce Young a lot differently. If Mike Elston was still here, who was a quality developer of defensive linemen, I think we would look at the same exact recruits much differently because there's a known commodity recruiting them. If Coach Freeman would have hired a, a defensive line coach that we knew more about, that was more of a proven defensive line coach, we would look at it differently. And that's the thing that Al Washington has to improve. Somebody asked me yesterday, what can he do to change the perception? My answer was simple. Go put a great product on the field. Show that you can coach. Show that you can coach, and people are going to change their perception. I think that's what Al Washington needs to do. And so I think that Notre Dame is in a better position baseline-wise than a lot of people think. The question, however, is are you going to have a 2018 type of offensive line, which was very good, but not 2021 Georgia good? Can you get to 2018 at least? That's still a question. Because some of those guys in that 2018 class were, were highly ranked guys. J- Dalen Hayes, was, for example. Uh, Julian Aguara was a four-star kid. Jerry Tillery was a four-star kid. Khalid Kareem was a four-star kid. But they were developed. If Al Washington and Al Golden can develop the talent they have, then the opinion of all this starts to change. And so I think that's where they are right now. And that's where if, I, if, if Al Washington, if I could sit down and have a conversation with Al Washington, and, and he actually cared what I think, it would be do that and then keep recruiting the dudes that you missed on. Because if you can put the product on the field, then maybe you'll have a chance to go back there and get some of those guys, but otherwise focus on the 25 class. And that's where Notre Dame really is right now from a state of recruiting standpoint is there's a lot of talent on the current roster. It's very good talent. It's not elite talent, at least not yet. There's some elite upside guys there. I think Riley Mills could be a guy, that guy. I think Josh Burnham can be that guy. I think Tyson Ford can be that guy, just physical talent-wise. I think that Bubakar Traor and Armel Mukum can be that guy. I think Brandon Vernon can be very good. I have Cole Mullins as a, as a very high upside kid. 
Uh, I'm actually going to change his grade soon to five star upside after I haven't had a chance to, I changed his current grade. I moved him up to the top 100 after I found some game film. I'd seen a lot, some, some game film, but I found a couple other uh, game film uh, game, some film of, of games will allow me to kind of see him even a little bit more answered a couple of the questions that I had. So his upside grade is going to go up as well. Logan Thomas has tons of upside. And so if you can develop it, you're going to have a heck of a product, which then makes it a lot easier to sell to the next Justin Scott, the next Elijah rushing, the next Jason Moore, the next Keon Keeley, because at the end of the day, as much as I like the talent that they have now, and that they've recruited recently, the way to truly make winning easier to to widen the margin for error, because right now it's still tighter for Notre Dame than it is the other top programs. It's not as tight as it used to be, but it's still a lot tight, a lot smaller. The margin for error is a lot smaller than it is for Georgia and, and uh, Alabama and Ohio State. What, what does that mean, just in case you're wondering? Margin for error means you, a guy doesn't develop. A guy gets hurt. A coach doesn't quite make the right call. He's not a great coach. Can you overcome those things and win still at a high level? If you're a program where you've got Sam Hartman as your starting quarterback, but major questions as your number two and number three, your margin for error is very small. You better hope Sam Hartman doesn't get hurt. If you're a team that has Tua Tungavaloa, Jalen Hurts, and Mac Jones on the same roster, your margin for error at quarterback is incredibly big. And that's the point. That's what I'm talking about. Much wider for margin. For, and, and quarterback's a, a, an example that you can point to, but same with defensive line. If Georgia loses Nolan Smith this past year, which they did, year before they lost, what was it, Adam, was it Anderson? I think his first name was Adam Anderson. Maxine, you know, you guys know me. It's going to drive me nuts. Just let me look real quick and make sure that I got the kid's name right. But he was their best pass rusher in 2021. He gets kicked off the team. And so they go out, and they're just fine. They go out, and, and, and they still continue to win. Where can Adam Anderson? Yeah, I was right. I need to trust myself sometimes more. Then you're going to win. You're going to be successful. And so when you're able to land that type of talent with the depth, then the margin for error is much wider. Right now, Notre Dame has a smaller margin for error. If they lose Javante Jean-Baptiste or he's not as good as I hope, I don't love the depth chart at big end. There's good quality rotation guys. But there's not as many difference makers after him. They need to be rotation guys. And then thrusting them into starting lineups doesn't do good for them. I love Nana Osafa Mensa as a rotation guy. I think he brings a lot of value as a leadership standpoint, from a character standpoint, from a run defensive standpoint, can give you a pass rush in, a, in certain looks and certain pinches. But he's a guy that is a good come off the bench guy. He's not as good if he's your number one 45, 50 snaps a game guy. So you need Javante Jean Baptiste. That's where they've had some failures. At other positions, you're a little better than, than you are. But, but if Gate, Mike Riley Mose goes down, and Gabriel Rubio has to step in. Gabriel's a pretty good player, but now the depth behind him is a little shakier. And that's kind of what I'm referring to when I talk about margin for error. Notre Dame's margin for error is still smaller and tighter than it has been in the past. And so they're going to have to figure out a way to improve there. And that's where the Keon Keeley's come into play. That's where the Jason Moore's come into play. That's where the Justin Scott's come into play. That's where you know, you're getting these guys that have tons of talent, but guys that 
that can be elite players. And then it also puts you in a situation where if you have a Keon Keeley and you have a Jason Moore, let's just say starting at big end, then all of a sudden Cole Mullins and Josh Burnham and guys like that can kind of come along a little bit more slowly because now Josh has a year, one more year to get more comfortable as a defensive end because you've got Keon and Jordan Patelho and, and those type of guys. And so now you need Josh Burnham to be ready a little faster than maybe otherwise would have when you consider he's making a transition from linebacker and quarterback, which he played in high school, to defensive end, which is a nuanced position in a lot of ways. And I think so that's where you get down to what the, the march for error is. And Notre Dame is not there yet. They've got to get better there. And that's what the big time players can bring you. You don't need to always have the right call when Keon Keeley is your viper. You don't need to always have the right call when Khalid Kareem is your big end, because if the game's on the line, you know Khalid's going to find a way to win. He was just a winner. I mean, his numbers were never phenomenal. He was a five-and-a-half sack guy. But if you look at every sack he had, it was like strip sack for a touchdown against Stanford, you know, game-winning sack against – game-clinching sack against Michigan, game-clinching sack against Pitt. Uh, They were clutch. And so you need more guys like that. And that's what we don't know that they have, and they've got to go get those guys. Uh, that's true at the defensive line position. It's true at safety. That's another position where you say, you know, look, they've, they're have they actually getting some quality players. In a four-year stretch, you've got Ben Minich, uh, you've got Don Schuler, Bronte Johnson, and Kennedy Erlacher. That's not bad. That There's been a lot of years in the past that that's not as good of a – they haven't done as well recruiting. But it's the misses that are the problems, and it's the misses you should not be missing on that's the problem. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And, and so I think when you look at it, say, boy, this, this guy's got some ability as a coach, but he can't recruit. And, and that's the interesting thing between Chris O'Leary and now Washington is, I think Chris O'Leary being here for a second season has kind of proven he's got some chops a little bit as a coach, just not a very good recruiter. With Coach Washington, we don't know. We don't. Somebody asked me, "Why are you harder on Al Washington than you are Chris O'Leary?" And I said, "I don't agree with the premise, but if I were to if I were to accept the premise, I would say that with Chris O'Leary, he's a little bit more known for me as a defensive line coach uh, or safeties coach at Notre Dame than Al Washington is because Al Washington's been here for one year, Chris O'Leary's been here for two, and I think Al Washington can get on that level if he can go out there and." put a good a really great product on the field because he's got some tools to work with but safety is another position where Notre Dame has to be more consistent recruiting that position 
give me the Ben Miniches, give me the Adon Schulers, give me the Brontes, give me the Kennedy Erlackers, but I need you to also start getting the Jalen McClains, the Xavier Nwangpas, the Peyton Bowens. You need to start winning those battles at that position. Or you need to be able to be like what Mike Mickens is, where if I'm not going to win those battles, I'm going to go find the Leonard Moores. I'm going to go find these guys with very high ceilings. And here's another example. Nobody's complaining about Mike Mickens recruiting right now. Nobody. Even the people that obsess over recruiting rankings are not at all complaining about the job Mike Mickens is doing right now. If you go back and look, if you just look at recruiting rankings and you compare corners and you compare defensive linemen in the 24 class, Al Al Washington has a a higher ranked player than Mike Mickens does. Matter of fact, he has two players ranked higher than what Leonard Moore is. Bryce Young is ranked higher on the consensus list, and so is Logan Thomas. But why do we not have the same concern about cornerback recruiting with two three-star recruits in the class? It's uh, number one, I think some of you, because you trust me, and I love Leonard Moore, and at least one recruiting service has him in the top 200 rivals. But number two, more than your trust of me, you trust Mike Mickens. You trust the track record to take guys that are not great recruits but have talent and then turn them into big-time players. That's where it comes down to. There's a trust factor there that I know he can identify a lowly-ranked kid and turn him into a stud. He did it with Nick Johnson at Bowling Green. He did it with Sauce Gardner at Cincinnati. He did it with Kobe Bryant at Cincinnati. He did it with Nick McLeod. He did it with Clarence Lewis. Then turned him into a stud, but he turned him into a starter on a playoff team. He did, he's done it with Cam Hart, and he did it with Benjamin Morrison. So there's a trust factor there that he has proven to me that those, those lower-ranked recruits he signs, he can turn into dudes. So when Mike Mickens goes out and gets a Cole Mullins, which he did in Leonard Moore, We trust that he's going to be a good player because we trust Mike Mickens. Coach Washington has not earned that trust with Notre Dame fans so far. He's only been here for a year. Mike Mickens didn't have all of y'all on board until last year when he turned Benjamin Morrison into what he turned Benjamin Morrison into. Although I would argue what he did in 2020 with Nick McLeod and Clarence Lewis was every bit as good as what he did last year with Cam Hart and Benjamin Morrison, if not better, because the talent's not as good then as it is now. So I think there's that to it as well. I think that's a part of it. I think that those coaches have to prove that. And then linebacker recruiting to me is actually the biggest question mark for me. And the reason I say that is, is because if you look at the current roster, Notre Dame's roster at linebacker is really good. You've got the veterans. We've talked about them. But behind them, you've got Jalen Sneed. You've got Nolan Ziegler. You've got Drake Bowen. You've got Jaden Osbury. You've got Preston Zinter. Very talented players. The question is, that was Marcus Freeman's doing. Can Al Golden and Max Buller, whoever's in charge of linebacker recruiting moving forward, can they bring in those type of players? And there's a question there. And then there's also the question of development. If Marcus Freeman was still the defensive coordinator, there'd be a greater level of trust about what Bodie Cahoon and Teddy Rezac can be because you just said, well, hey, hold on a second. If coach Freeman likes these guys and we know he can coach 
and we know he's this and he's that, I'm going to trust him. But Al Golden hasn't won that trust over, nor, nor should he at this point in time win our trust over in that regard. And so you have to ask yourself, are, are they going to take a step back from linebacker recruiting, which had been a very inconsistent position for years, that Marcus Freeman kind of turned around quickly? Can they, can they get back to that? Is Al Golden capable of it? Is Max Bulla capable of it? If Al Golden goes back to the NFL, will Coach Mick, will Coach Freeman hire someone that's capable of doing that at a high level at linebacker? Those are all fair question marks. So right now, I believe that the defensive recruiting is better than a lot of us are giving it credit for. I love the talent of what they have. There's a lot of upside. There's a lot of God-given ability. They're not going to blow people away with rankings, at least not national rankings. Uh, Bronte Johnson's not my number one ranked recruit in the 24 class, by the way, and I have him as a top one, top 100 player. Cole Mullins is. But it's the misses and the way they've missed that's a problem. So when you look forward to 2025, it's hard for Notre Dame fans to get fired up right now because what y'all see is a board at linebacker that is absolutely flipping loaded. You see a defensive line board that's pretty good and growing. You see a safety board that's got some really good players on it. But you kind of look at it and say, man, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about this position because I don't know if this guy can land those guys. I mean, you talk about linebacker, there's about six guys that if you land three of those, you've got a top five linebacker class, if not better. But the question is, but can Al Walt Golden do that? Can Max Bulla do that? That's the question. And that's what this next really year is going to be about. But the first thing that they can do is focus on the team. Get this team to play at a high level. Because it's a lot easier to sell something to recruits if nothing changes in your operation when the product you have on the field is dynamic it's a lot easier it's a lot easier to 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 sell to people and so we'll have to find that out and we're going to find that out here over the next the next really 5 6 months and that's going to be a fun part of it so state of the defensive recruiting right now it, it, to wrap up it's a, it's a, it's in flux it's got potential but big questions is it trending in the right direction or are you still living off of some coaches that are no longer in those positions that brought in kids? What happens if you lose Mike Mickens in a year because he gets a defensive coordinator job? There's a lot of concerns right now, but there's also a lot of talent on the board. And if they can get that talent on the board to play at a high level, this team is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I think Notre Dame fans are going to enjoy that very much. We're going to wrap this part up. We're going to have a, another conversation here at the end. We're going to talk about some non-conference games that are going to impact college football this season. And there's going to be several in Notre Dame that we're going to talk about. But before we do, folks, do me a favor and hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. And if you have not done so, sign up for the message board at boards.irishbreakdown.com. We are less than 100 subscribers away from reaching the goal that I had set for our message board for the 2024 season. We're, we're less than 100 subscribers away from that now. So if you haven't signed up yet and you've been thinking about it, but you just haven't been able to pull the trigger, do it. I've already had three or four conversations 
with sources, getting some intel on the team and all that. So I'm all putting it all together. We'll have that out in the next couple of weeks as well. You're definitely not going to miss out on that, but you're, that's only going to be on the message board. It's not going to be, it's not going to be in the show. It's not going to be on a story. It's going to only be on the message board. So make sure you check that out at boards.irishbreakdown.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.